Yo, we are back, my dude. Lock and go battle Mondays. We got Dallas yeah. Cowboys Big Stan in the building, you know what I mean? Yo, yo. Uh, first time on the show. First time. Yeah, it is. First time. First time. We got VJ on the line right here. You know, GJ. VJ. Well done, well done, well done. VJ just got on a private plane, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Dubai, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we happy to have you here, you know what I mean? <laughs> v stay off of somebody's plane, bro. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What's going on, V? They're ready. They're ready. VJ ready to battle. VJ ain't trying to be the shit yeah. shot. VJ is ready to battle. Yeah. Ready to no, go. no game. We're not playing no game. All right, all right. Well, you know. I like that. I like go, that. Go ahead and take it off then, Red. Yeah, you know I mean. All right, all right. So, Let's get into it. Y'all already it. know. Y'all already know how it works. Battle Mondays. It's either or. So. With no further ado, let's go. Tom Brady or Ryan Tannehill? Shoot to it to Patriots. Stan. To the, to the Patriots fan. Okay. Let's go with the right. Patriots fan. Tom Brady versus... Well, well, he doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He, he, he's, he's, he's still the GOAT. We know that. He's, he's a Patriots legend. Correct. Yeah. There, there's no question about it. But when it comes to this, I mean, I think Tom's the GOAT. A lot of people know that Tom's the GOAT, but the reality is Tom's getting up there in age. I know he continues to prove everyone wrong, but I don't know if you guys watched the uninterrupted um, video he did last week. Like, he knows that Father Time is calling, so that's one thing. The next thing is, Tyler Hill has the ability to rush as well. He had, what, six, seven rushing touchdowns last year. And the addition of Julio Jones is a big deal. So, not only that, but then when you consider the fact that the Bucks defense is going to really limit what Tom has to do in offense. Like, he doesn't have to go out and throw 500 yards a game. The only time he's really going to do that is if someone pisses him off and he just wants to make a statement. So, unfortunately, Tom's my guy, but I'm going to go with Tana Hill on this one. All right, all right. Stan, how, how you how you stay, man? I mean, uh, I'm normally per. I'm normally not a Tannehill big fan, Tannehill like that. Um, but I, everything that VJ just said in comparison with, with Tom Brady, Tom Brady, as far as like if you want a quarterback, you're looking for a quarterback to lead you to a Super Bowl or get you to a playoff or get you that win. Yeah, that's what you need. But when it comes to fantasy, currently now and what he's producing. Um, he's going to give you solid numbers, but as far as upside and, and higher ceiling, Tannehill is the guy, especially now that they just added Julio and they already got a, a, a premier rushing game with, with that animal, Derrick Henry. So not only do their, is their run game unstoppable practically, and now their, their, their receiving game or their passing game is, is a lot, a lot better than it was last year. So, Tannehill, the keys is in Tannehill's hand, literally. So he can he can be a top three 
legit top three, top two quarterback next year. Top three, maybe top four quarterback next year. So yeah, I'll go with Tannehill. Right. Top one, right. top top two or three. Top two or three. Uh, well, I, I say top four. I'll say top four. Potential wise, potential wise, he can get top four. Maybe three. I don't see. I don't see two, but he can. He can go up there though. Yeah, with the talent they got. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, still in the quarterback category, Teddy Bridgewater or Jared Goff? That's on you, Stan. Okay, so when I first read that, I originally was going to say, "Oh, Jared Goff." I just run with Jared Goff. What, what team is Teddy Bridgewater on right now? So then I did a little bit of research, and then I'm looking at, I'm like, "All right, well, he's in Denver. Denver got a lot of really good, promising weapons in Denver." And then I'm like, all right, well, let's see what Detroit got and what golf got. And golf really don't got shit. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his premier weapon is Hawkinson, is the tight end. And then right after that is Swift with the running back. Yeah. So after that, his, his number one receiver is Perriman. And a bunch of guys I never heard of before. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's no, no, no offense to any Detroit fans, but. Um, like golf, I re- and golf is really not that great of a quarterback to really carry a team. He's not a Brady or he's not a Breeze. He's not a Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? So he's he, like, he can't just make a receiving core that much better, in my opinion. So right. now Bridge- Bridgewater, on the other hand, he's not no explosive big play guy, but he's consistent. Um, and it gives you solid numbers and he has a way better receiving core and, and more weapons on his team, a lot more stability on his team than golf does. So I, I'm, I rock with Bridgewater on this one. All right. What about you, Vijay? Uh, we can't start off the show like this, man, because then Stan can't agree for two points. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but the reality is, like, when it comes down to it, I have to go Bridgewater simply because of weapons. Not saying that Bridgewater is good, but the fact is he can dump it off to a Noah fans who can bust off and probably have a kittle year this year. He exactly. has the weapons in, in, in Sutton, uh, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, KJ Hamlo. Yeah, he has weapons out there. The reality is, I don't even know if Bridgewater will win the job, but if, 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 if he's a starter, I'm definitely taking him over Goff. Okay. Simple as that. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Vijay's on you. Uh, Antonio Gibson or Joe Mixon? Ren, before you before mm. the answer, give them the little background on Gibson right now with the turf toe. Oh, yeah. So, as you know, coming to the end of the season last year, um, Gibson got injured just, uh, just before the playoff. And it limited him um, in the playoff when they made it to the playoff. And he's still battling that turf toe right now. He's still it's still bothering him he's still still rehabbing it and it's what so many months after so yeah. with that said with that said joe mixon or anthony uh, gibson again so, joe mixon's so, coming off of an injury too so you got to remember yeah, that too yeah. no i know so so here's here's my deal I, I, when i got this one i was just like man this this really is quite the question because one joe mixon had him in two leagues last year and he burnt me so bad like he's one of those guys that i definitely don't even want to consider drafting again but just on a fantasy perspective and 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 due to the show 
I'm going to answer this, and, I, and I'm going to take Mixon. And the reason why is his competition for, for, for touches in the backfield is really non-existent. Um, and even though they're saying that they're not trying to make him, like there's been a lot of back and forth about him being the third down back or if he won't be, but the reality is he will have to be that guy. There's no more Giovanni Bernard, so I, I, I really see it just being him. And then looking at Washington, like Gibson, is he's a solid player and he had a great rookie year. But the reality is I still feel like as good as their defense is, they're still going to need to be able to throw to keep in, to keep in a lot of games. And Gibson didn't really have a lot of catches um, last year. McKissick was a big factor there. So if it really comes down to if I have to choose between the two, I would have to go Mixon. All right. What do you say, Stan? Um, again, on this one, when I read the question, I originally was saying, I originally said Mixon, but then after doing some research and BJ's right. There's a lot of inconsistencies with with Mixon and his numbers. Like some days you'll get a couple good games, and then you'll get a couple games like you didn't even know he even was on the was on the game at all because he does he's non-existent. And then I'm looking at what they did in the draft as well too, and picking up Jamar, and already having a very talented Tyler Boyd as well too, and a very very talented uh, Joe Burrow. I feel like they're going to want to try to open it up. They're trying to put the ball in Burrow's hand. So he now granted Bernard is gone. Mixon, I don't see him as that that receiving threat like that. Although he catches a good amount of passes. Right. Um, with Gibson, I'm a fan of Gibson because one, he's a former receiver, so he's 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 a natural. Now, granted, yes, he only had 44 receptions. I mean, 44 targets on, but only 33 receptions. Right. Uh, out of those 44 targets. And most of those targets came towards the second half of the season. Um, now, granted, yeah, J.D. McSiskick is on the team and everything, but Gibson, I think he's the premier back. Now, I wasn't aware about that turf toe. So I, I'll still rock with Gibson, and that's who I was originally going with um, um, before you mentioned the turf toe, but that turf toe issue, man, listen, that's a, that's a problem. That will, that will, that, that, that's not in careers. Yeah, if he didn't take care of that at the offseason and he still has that issue now, it's going to be a problem throughout the whole season. So that turf toe is not something, and it's one of those tricky situations. You can't play. You can't plant your foot. And as a running back, you you need to be able to plant. You need to be able to move. You need to be pretty much on your toes while you're running through the hole. So if he can't do that, then he pretty much, he's he's not, he doesn't make no sense to even get him. So that turf toe is a big issue. All right. But I rock with Gibson, though, still being that that's who I was going with. All right. All right. So we got we got difference of opinion there. That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, Stan, it's on you. Uh, Najee Harris or Chris Carson? So. Every, every, <laughs> I listen. think this is the toughest conversation so far. Man. <laughs> and and it's crazy because I was just watching Chris Carson's workout video the other day, and I'm like, yo, this dude looks like an animal. It's like him and Derrick Henry are working like working with the same type of trainer. It's like all wild, crazy stuff that they're doing. And with Najee Harris, everybody's all on the Najee Harris train. Everybody's on the Najee Harris train. And listen, rightfully so. And granted, it helps with Derrick Henry being like the prototype and he's looking like the future. So 
you kind of see what it can, he could potentially be, and they come from the same school. Uh, the only thing that concerns me with Najee is that the offensive line, although they did they did release the Castro, they did pick up a very solid replacement, and they did pick up a couple draft um, rookies that play the line as well too. Um, you still got old ass Ben. Um and and that's hey, that's my that's that's Ren's quarterback for fantasy football. Relax, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it my is. problem. That's what scares me. Najee Dynasty wise, go get him number one pick. He's gonna be a problem. He's gonna be a superstar. This year as a rookie to to potentially spend redraft. Yeah, for a top twenty pick on him. Um, it's really contingent on in my opinion. He's like how Ben's doing. If Ben is not there, they're going to have to rely heavily on him. And then he's, they're scarred. Yeah. Okay. They're scarred after that. So, so then it leads me to Chris Carson. And Chris Carson, if, so long he stays healthy, he had a pretty solid season last year. And he catches a fair amount of passes. And all of, out, of, out of all of his catchable passes, he, he, that's like catchable passes, he had a 92 or 93% success rate. So he doesn't have no soft hands. He can catch. Right. And he's a pretty beast. But the only thing that scares me is, like, he still has Penny, although the, the backup, I forgot the dude name, Penny, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, Rashad, Rashad, Rashad Penny. Rashad, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. Um, they just has him, and he might show some flashes. So that might be the only thing. So to say it all in a nutshell, uh, I'm rocking with Carson over Najah. This okay. Year. All right. All right. What about you, uh, Vijay? Going here. All right, so we're, 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 we're finally getting to some disagreement because I'm definitely going the other way. <laughs> so, uh, for me, it's, 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 not, it's a question of when Carson gets injured. And I hate to be someone to say someone's injury prone, but yeah. this man hasn't played a full season, has he? Like, to my <laughs> knowledge, no. Um, so, like, wow. And and th- th- that's another factor with him. Like I have to consider his health. So is he going to be fully fit for the whole season? When I'm when I need him in the fantasy playoffs, like will he be there to deliver? And that's going to be a big problem. Yeah. Again, you mentioned it. Penny, Penny's Penny isn't a scrub. Seattle's heavy on him, and and there's a reason why like they didn't cut him or anything. So I think Penny has a big role to play in the season. Um, and and really when you look at it, like. Seattle just kind of just throws in any of those backs, Homer, DJ Dallas, at any time, and, and they make it work. The, re- the reality is it's Russ's team, and I'm not going to focus on a running back. Like, Carson, to me, is like a safe pick in the third, late second, third, fourth, whatever it is, round. Pretty much, like, there's not much upside. You know what you're getting with him, which is good. Like, that's solid. But when you look at Harris, the offside is ridiculous. Like you hear, you and granted, it's still early, but you're hearing all the talk in camp about how he's there till every night and like pretty much like not wanting to stop practice. Like that guy is 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 destined for like a big season. And the Steelers didn't hesitate when they went out and drafted him. So I expect a lot of big things from him. Like his competition. Snell hasn't shown that he's worth anything at any point. Like, he's gotten opportunities. Jalen Samuel, like, he had an opportunity, fumbled it, and then McFarland didn't really do much. So I have to go with the upside pick, and I, I got to go with Najee. Okay. All right. Good, good. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, you're not, you're really not wrong in that picture as well, because the future on Najee is so bright. Like, it is really bright on him. So, um, but I'm just scared of Ben. If Ben is out, they're going to have to, they're going to, and with the offensive line that's really shaky, like, if Ben is out, they're, they're running the ball, and everybody knows. Right, right. I agree with you. All great nuggets, guys. All great nuggets. All right, tight end. Uh, a former Patriot. Gronk versus uh, the tight end that came on the scene last year, Robert Tanya. And we're going to assume that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Let's go that. Let's yeah. do that. All right. Cool. I, I, I think it's my go, right? Yeah. yeah. Go first. Oh, dude, yeah. excited. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready for this one. He's been waiting on this one. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. You can't draft Gronk expecting prime Gronk years. Like, that's out of the question. There's too much talent on Tampa Bay to even expect that. Like, yeah, there were um, glimpses, and, and a lot of times, like, Brady Brady trusts Gronk in those critical situations, but those situations don't transfer to fantasy points. With Tanyan, apart from the rookie behind Adams, like, you know that Rodgers is going to trust him again. Like, they already built that chemistry and report from last season. So if Rogers is a quarterback, like it's, it's an easy decision for me. I'm sorry. No disrespect to Gronk. He's, he's one of the greatest tight ends, but at this point in his career, I can't depend on him if I'm looking to win a championship. Bro, they leave your team and you just throw them to the No strings attached, boy. <laughs> they left your team and now they're like nobody. Like, damn. What about you, Sam? <laughs> um, he's he's not, but V's not really wrong on this one, and we're going to agree on this one because with Gronk, it's very hit or miss with him at this point in his career. He's he's more of a he plays more of a situational role, like he's more of an end zone threat. So you can legit get games from him where he has three catches, ten yards or three catches, 10 yards, and two touchdowns. So, like, those are the type of hit-or-miss games you'll get with Gronk. Whereas with with Tunyon, whether if it's Rodgers or Rodgers is not in the game, regardless, um, or Love, the other quarterback, whoever is quarterbacking, I think the potential with him is way better. You're getting, I think you can get a lot more receptions, and especially with Love, because that's going to be Love's security blanket. So, and then with Rodgers, Rodgers already have a great deal of trust with him, so you're going to get a lot more explosive plays with him because everyone's going to be so scared of Devontae Adams. So, either way, I think it's a win-win for him. And I think the potential for him over Gronk is way better because Gronk is too situational and too hit or miss for me. All right, I'm going to drop some nuggets for you guys uh, that happened last year. So, Robert Tanyan finished as the third uh, third tight end um, in fantasy, right? But here's the killer part that um, why I would go possibly go Gronk over Tanyan. He had 11 touchdowns, as much touchdown as Travis Kessley. All right, I I feel like there's going to be regression. He only has 586 yard, which is rank like 14th as tight end. <laughs> so without the touchdown, Tanyan ain't nobody, and I don't think he's going to get 11 again. So I just want to point that fact out. So, <laughs> so now, how many games? How many games did he play? Sixteen. All, he played all, he played all, all, season. all okay. season. All season, and he had as many touchdowns as Kelsey, the number one tight end in the league. 
I don't think that's happening again. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's a great tip. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 agree with you on that. I think it may happen again because I they, think they still don't have another wide receiver. They have no Batman. Exactly. I mean, excuse me. They have no Robin. So I think you know it, it's going to be just too much there. mouse to feed over in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. way too much. Yeah, and it, so, and it, so Tanya still gets volume, more volume than Gronk. Then Gronk is going to get exactly. So if he doesn't hit eleven touchdowns, he might hit you for eight or nine. Eight, eight, yeah. Exactly. But he, he's that's definitely going to have a better. Win. He's going to have a better season, I believe, than Gronk is. That's yeah, I think so too. Gronk is not yeah. even the red zone target out there. It's it's Mike Evans. Evans, <laughs> Evans is. So, so all right. So, and, and, and I feel OJ again, Howard I, might have a bigger season than Gronk will. Yeah, I like I like to point f- facts out. So, um, Robert Tanyan, fifty-eight targets th- through sixteen games. Gronk, seventy-five targets through many, sixteen games. How many receptions? Fifty-two for Tanyan, forty-five for Gronk. I'm going Tanyan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going tiny. Yeah. Brady, Brady sees Gronk there and he just throws it up hoping that he catches it. Catches it, exactly. I'm, I'm good. I'm going tiny. Tiny is not finishing in the top 10, dude. You have, you have something against uh, Tiny, bro? No, I had Tiny on my team all, all the last year. Yeah, we did. All right, what's the next one? What's the next, one? Uh, next one, wide receiver Julio Jones or Mike Evans? And that's on you, my man Stan. <laughs> boy, rubbing the head, boy. Shining. <laughs> so, both of them are, are injury prone, right? Now, granted, Mike Evans, although I think is most season, the most games he played all year last year, and I happened to have Mike Evans last year. He did pretty well for me. Um, now, there was some inconsistency. Yeah, we always draft Mike Evans. He happens to be there when it's time for me to draft. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but with Mike, the thing with him was, was Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin was taking a lot of his, his targets. Um, now, with Julio, you got possibly one of the best receivers in the damn game. And this this dude is is an is like is a rare breed, like as a as a rare breed, and he's now on a very high powered offense. But the thing with Julio, I don't see him playing more than nine games. <laughs> nine? So, nine yeah, I, I'm this serious. The over, under, over <laughs> uh, the over under for me for Julio is nine. And I, that's serious. I don't see him because. He's, he stays. He stays with lower body injuries, whether it's his feet, his ankle, his calf, his hamstring. It's always something. It's always something. It never fails. So just off of that alone, I'm marking with Mike. And then Mike, Mike didn't prove me wrong last year. Um, he's a uh, he is t- um, Tampa Tom's. Yeah, Tampa Tom, um, favorite uh, favorite uh, end zone player and favorite end zone target. So I'm rocking with Mike Evans on this one. Okay, what about you, Vijay? All right. that, that's interesting. So I'm, I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, so, <laughs> so, 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 so it, it's funny because Ren just mentioned regression. I definitely see that happening with Mike Evans' touchdown count this year. Was gonna, lot of it's him. so funny that you brought that up. I was gonna be like, "So you're not worried about um, regression there?" But yeah, because a lot of a lot of Mike Evans' fantasy points last year ended up due to him just catching lots of touchdowns. 
Yep. His, his, re- his receptions aren't heavy or anything like that. And yeah, I get the concern with Julio um, with the injuries. And, and it's a part of the game. But the fact is, on a team with Tennessee, if he's given me at least 15 points every week, I'll take it. If he only plays 10 games, because at some point, I can flip him and get some. Somebody's going to want Cooley after a big game. Somebody like a Craig. Oh, yo, yo, let me get that. Let me get that. So <laughs> at that point, I'm going to flip Cooley. Whereas Mike Evans, you're not really, there's not much trade factor to him. So BJ, you're, you're going to be stuck with him. If, if that boy BJ ain't telling the truth, boy. Yeah, listen. <laughs> so let, me say, let me say one thing, though. Uh, Julio came out and said he wants to stretch the field. Can can Ryan Tannehill get him the ball? No. Yeah, he can get. I think he can. No. I think he can. I think he can. I think he can. He can. You you still you still mad from the Dolphin days? How you do with the Dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Tannehill Tannehill a lot better now, bro. He a lot better. I feel you, but he just can't throw the ball deep, man. <laughs> I mean, well, Julio, all he literally got to do is just throw the ball up in the air and let him go get it. Yeah, but Matt, I mean, think about it. Matt Ryan couldn't even. Julio got speed. You got to put I that know. ball right in his hands. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it can't be always a jump ball with Julio. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's true. You know, you got to put Honestly. the ball in his hand. I, mean, I don't know if Tannehill, yeah, he can throw it up for a lob, jump ball, then put the ball in on the money 40, 50, year, uh, 40, 50 uh-huh. yards deep. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't see – I mean, we'll see. I, I could see Tannehill some, – a couple. there's going to be a couple bombs he's going to throw. Now, v, v, to go back off on of what you said, you right on one, Craig will definitely bite on a Julio trade. Fact. <laughs> um, but two, two, what we drafted players and to potentially trade them as well too, that's what we're doing. Right, that's what we're doing. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm drafting Julio right now so I can trade him in trade a couple weeks. <laughs> no, no, we do that. We've always done that, man. Yeah, no, no. we do that. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I know that. Damn, think about it. Wait, Sam, think about this. You don't win the league in the draft. It's about the moves you make, the waiver pickups, oh, and the trades that you make. So if, if, if I know I have someone who's going to deliver some top three performances like three weeks early on, and I can get somebody good from him like right off the bat, then yeah, I'll, I'll take a Julia and flip him later on. Like That's the goal. Set myself up to win later on. Oh, of course, especially if you're looking to approve a particular part of your team, especially if you see a weak spot, then, yeah, if you got an opportunity to get an opportunity to strengthen your team with one player, then, yeah, go for it. Um, I just initially don't go into any draft looking at, okay, which player, after after I get my team, like, all right, which ones I'll be able to trade. Because, now, granted, yeah, you're right. The team that you draft, 90% of the time, 95% of the time is definitely not the team you're going to end the season with. Probably 30 40% of your team is gone. And that's not who you started with. So all the moves you make in the midst, in the middle of the season is what's going to keep you and what's going to allow you to, to advance if you get so lucky. Yeah. Other than that, you just got to be lucky that you don't get injured. Last year, luckily, thankfully, we didn't got to worry about COVID this year because COVID definitely was crazy last year. Yeah. Tell me about it. All right, we're going, yeah. going to the next one. Uh, Tyler Lockett or Chase Claypool? That's on you. All right. Yeah, so th- this is the battle of the, the wild card because literally yeah. 
these are both players that will go off in any given week and then have a week the next week. So shouldn't it shouldn't yeah. be shouldn't it be the battle of the inconsistencies? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, it, it is a battle of inconsistencies. So, but, but, but looking at it, I, I have to go with who I'll, who I'll expect more volume to go to, and 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 for me, it's, it's, it's Lockett. Claypool yeah. completes competing with Juju and. Deontay already. Um, not to mention, the Steelers got have still have Ebron, so you still have a valuable tight end there. Whereas the the Seahawks, apart from Metcalf and maybe the running backs, like Everett may get some looks. Like I've seen some positive stuff about Everett, and then I've seen some stuff about the other tight end. So like the home run play is 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 looking more likely to go with Lockett. Like I'm drafting him or keeping him, knowing that. I'm, I'm going to stop with some off weeks. I never know when to really start him, but I'd rather have someone who's going to get second amount of volume in comparison to someone who is still fighting for his true share. Like, he's not a, a 1B even. Like, he's a 2 or he's a 3 receiver. So, that's my take. All right. How you stay, Stan? I mean, yeah, we'll, we can agree on this one as well, too, because I don't see... Like Claiborne, he's competing with a lot, and then you got old ass Ben. Um, <laughs> who, he does not really... like your quarterback, huh? Oh, yeah, he... <laughs> I mean, Ben's like, up there, bro. You sound like uh, um, what's his name? Uh, well, you just said his name too, damn. Br- Brady's up there too. From, from, I don't know if you remember Saturday that last weekend. He was trash. Oh, Craig, uh, Craig, yeah, Craig talking about man. Brady. Sorry, Brady's trash. up there too, bro. <laughs> no, nah, Brady's up there, but at least Brady look a little bit more. He don't look his age. <laughs> ben, ben, start, ben starting to look like Marino back there, bro. Ah, he started like a he started like a statue, and he and Ben was mo- once a mobile quarterback. Yeah, you know, yeah. so like he's starting to look like a statue back there. He could barely lift his feet, and he could barely move. So, um, especially with the offensive line that's still trying, they're going to have to create an identity, still kind of create some type of unity, being that they're all first timers together. Um, and then with the new center, because what you call the Ponzi's gone. He retired. Right. So there's a lot of changes on the O line. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of tough times initially in the beginning. And then with Lockett, Lockett's volume is way better. He has a way better quarterback. And after what you call it, that animal on the other side, what's that beast's name? Uh, Metcalf. 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 Yeah. yeah that, that other that other freaking nature who's like them and like another baby Julio. With that, besides him, is Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson loves Tyler Lockett, so there's a lot of inconsistencies with him as well. But I'd rather take Lockett 10 times over Claypool right now. C uh, loves Tyler Lockett, I love too. Lockett, man. I love Lockett. Yeah, uh, I had Lockett last year, Lockett did good for me last year as well, too. All right, cool. What's that? No, I said the 45 point game that brought us one banner. Man, listen, that that game brought me back to life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on to the next one. Will Fuller or Robbie Anderson? Stan's question. I'm just I'm, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going I don't think this one is that hard. No, no, no. I'm, it's going, not. Rob, it's I'm going Robbie. I'm going Robbie Anderson. And I agree with you. Only because Robbie Anderson, he he, all he does is produce, no matter who's throwing the ball to him. All he does is produce. 
And he's back with his quarterback. Yeah. And then, and then he's back with Sam Darnold. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, he's going to ball. And then with, with Fuller, if he doesn't give you a bomb, he ain't giving you nothing. And normally and probably on that bomb, he's going to pull a hamstring as well, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Let's remember, receivers on, on, on new teams tend to not really produce. Last year, Diggs and Hopkins were the real exception to that rule. But Very this true. year, with all the... With all the other talent that's on the Dolphins, um, you still have Devontae Parker, um, Preston Williams, as well. So, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch Will Fuller with a, a stick or a pole or whatever you want to <laughs> call it. I'm going far away from this. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, these are about keepers and, and the rounds. So, um, looking at this. Tyler Boyd in the seventh or Amari Cooper in the third? If you have to make your decision and keep one of these players. All right. So for me, I'm going with Tyler Boyd in the seventh. Easy. Reason being, Cooper in the third, the receivers that I can get in the third over Cooper, I'll take them any day over him. Like, I'd rather not waste my third on Cooper. Who's, who's again the king of inconsistencies? He's a he's a guy who gives you 30, 40 and then disappears, and then shows up again and then disappears again. Like there's no real straight answer with him. But with Tyler Boyd, he's going to be in the slot. Yeah, um, Boyle still has his other weapons, but he he trusts Tyler Boyd. And Tyler Boyd had a killer year last year. Granted, that was without Chase, but. I still feel like he'll get his fair share of touches. Um, the Bengals will be down a lot, so they're going to be throwing. So, Tyler Boyd in the seventh is a, is a great hit to me. Yeah, I, I agree. The value on Tyler Boyd in the seventh compared to Amari in the third is crazy. And you, you can get – I personally, me being a Cowboy fan, I feel C.D. Lamb might potentially have a better season. Than, than Amari Cooper is. And just off of in the third round, like BJ said, you can get better quality receivers in the third round than Amari Cooper. That's going to give you consistent numbers. But you getting Tyler Boyd in the seventh, that gives you an opportunity to build the rest of your team and get other focus and really solidify your receiving core. And you got him in the seventh round, and he's had a very solid season last year, and he's their clear-cut number two. Yeah. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball to Mixon from time to time, but he's their clear cut number two. And like BJ said, they're going to be behind a lot. So, Tyler Board all day with seven. The value on that is amazing. All right. Um, so, David Montgomery in the fourth or Zeke in the first? Mm. This, this would be on me, right? Yeah, that one is for you, my dude. <laughs> Damn. All right. And David, it's the fourth, the fourth. It was a typo, I mean. David, David, you said David Montgomery in the fourth, right? Right, David Montgomery in the fourth or Zeke in the third, uh, in the first. Originally, I, I would say David Montgomery, right? Um, the reason why I'm not going to say David Montgomery, and, and I know a lot of y'all say, oh, of course you're going to say Zeke. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's my reason, right? Now, yes, the value on 
Montgomery is better than Zeke in the first, but with Montgomery, he still has Tyree Cohen that still takes a lot of his 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 time his, his touches, and he is the third down quarterback. I mean, the third down running back on the team. Then you have a situation where you got the rookie quarterback, and then you got a, a whole slew of other quarterbacks, and then I forgot the, Fields, uh, Fields, <laughs> and then and I forgot who else did they picked up over there. So they got a situation. Dalton. They got Dalton. Andy Dalton. Dalton, correct. So Tyree Cohen, I see having a very big season over Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery, they're not going to really run the ball like that. There's a lot of inconsistencies with Montgomery. Zeke, on the other hand, granted, yes, you're getting him in the first round, but all draft, every draft pick, I mean, uh, average draft position is early. I mean, in the first round or top of the second round, he's been going. Um, He is going to, so long, he hasn't had any reason not to be, not to play a game. He's so he's he can play this a whole season, which he's done many a times already. The offensive line is fully healthy. They got Dak back. And when he had Dak, he was putting up damn near 18, 20 points a game when he had Dak. And right now, Zeke is a 10 times slimmer. He's damn near looking like rookie year Zeke. Zeke, I feel like, is gonna have a monster season. He's gonna re, he's gonna put some respect, he's gonna have to leave, put some respect on his name um this year. So I'm rocking with Zeke. Although I don't want to draft him because I can't take the heartache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Vijay? So this one to me was pretty easy. I, I'm, I'm going Zeke, like, without even a question. One, he's a top five back in the league. Like, yeah, he had a bad year last year, but he's still Ezekiel Elliott. Like, there's nothing that says that he's not the guy anymore. And yeah, there's Tony Pollard there, but... Zeke is still going to get his production. Like the value that you get from a top five back, like Zeke, is pretty much unmatched. And if you have, you, if you if you have a guy like that on your team, like you should be in playoff contention because Zeke is is getting you those double digit scores every week. David Montgomery, he took off towards the end of last season, but it wasn't really from running. And Ren has said this a lot on the shows in the past. So I don't really want to harp too much on it. But if you look at his yards per carry, it was low. Like, he's weak. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm not taking Montgomery in the third, expecting anything, or fourth, expecting anything spectacular. So why why even bother? Like, I can look around and maybe even take a wide receiver there instead of relying on having Montgomery as my second running back or first running back if I go wide receiver first. Right. So Zeke, Zeke without the doubt. All right. All right. Last but not least, DJ Moore in the seventh or Jonathan Taylor in the second? <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this is... That's a tough This, 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 this is for me is simply based on what ADPs are looking at right now. Jonathan Taylor is, is pretty much the fifth running back off the board, a top 10 pick in most, yeah. in most leagues. So there's no reason why I would not keep him in the second. So you get some value there, but DJ Moore in the seventh, though. That's a lot of value. Yeah, but here's, here's, here's the thing about DJ Moore. One, I don't know how he's going to work with Sam Darnold. I... I don't think Darnold is as trash as Kirk thinks he is going to be. I think he was in a bad system, <laughs> bad position with the Jets. But at the same time, like to me, Darnold's number one guy is going to be Anderson first. DJ Moore will have value, and 
the seventh is a great spot for him, but Jonathan Taylor, like, we saw what he can do, and I don't think Marlon Mack is going to have any impact on him whatsoever. So I, I still got to keep Jonathan Taylor in, in the second. As great as, as DJ Moore in the seventh might be, I, I still got to go with Jonathan Taylor. All right, what do you say, Sam? That, that boy, Sam, still thinking. Let me tell you, this one was one of the harder ones for me because DJ Moore at seven, that's amazing. That's really good value at seven. <laughs> um, but, like, being that it's a new quarterback um, and Donald already has a relationship with Robbie Anderson already, makes me a little timid. But he's going to still – DJ Moore is still going to have a really see, a t- solid season. I can see him getting close to 900 to 1,000 yards. Maybe eight, seven touchdowns with that, um, which is not a bad. It's not bad at all. But you got Jonathan Taylor, who <laughs> like like his he's he's a top five at least this year's projected top five running back this year projected, and they have a premier defense in Indy. They potentially got a really good quarterback who's coming off a bounce back season. And who likes to dump it off to their running back a lot. And he catches the ball a lot. Yeah. So yeah. so it's like, man, I can see. And then it's also encouraging that in one of my leagues, no need to mention, I ended up keeping him. And I got I got fifth round. I had a fifth round value on him. So it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> How can I win on this? Like, that was amazing. So. I'm I'm rocking with Jonathan Taylor because I'm I was a fan of him in Wisconsin. I was a fan of him last year, and I'm a, I'm gonna be a fan of him again this year. So I'm rocking with Jonathan Taylor. All right, all right, fellas. Paul, what's your assessment? <laughs> well, I gotta go first. Yeah, man, that was kind of tough, um, man. This was actually much tougher than uh, last shows last week's. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to give Stan the edge simply because I, I, and this is, it came down to the, the, um, the Julio and the, um, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah. So okay. I, I went with Mike Evans simply because Julio's the new, the new, uh, the new toy. Wide receiver. He's a new mm-hmm. wide receiver and it's a run first offense. I think Mike Evans and the relationship with Mike Evans and Tom Brady is going to get much better. Um, and it's going to progress, and I'm. It's a safer pick for me, and I think the upside of Mike Evans, I like that more than than um, than Julio. Yeah, with the injury and everything, I think it's too much, uh, too much variables and too much questions. Um, what about you, C? Funny enough, I went VJ for the same exact reasons, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like the whole Mike Evans things, man. It's, Tampa has too much people to feed over there, um, including with Gronk, Evans, Godwin. Um, they got to figure out the whole Fournette and Ronald Jones situation right there. That ball's going to be going everywhere on that field, right? So, I, and, and Evans, I don't, I don't think he's going to get the ball like that as much as he needs to. Julio, it's just Julio and AJ Brown over there, man. There ain't no tight end over there. Watch Gala doesn't catch the ball; he runs the ball. Henry doesn't catch the ball; he runs the ball. It's it's going to be either AJ Brown's going to touch that ball or Julio, and everybody's going to be scared of AJ Brown because it's going to be the underneath. And they're not going to expect Tannehill to throw the ball. And as you said, Tannehill's going to throw that ball. He has no choice. And and that's where the threat's going to be up with Julio Jones. So I, I, I'm, I'm going with VJ on this one. So you got to break that one, bro. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he it's broken. Oh, I'm going to tell you, my reasoning is has nothing to do with fantasy. Oh, I'm going to give the edge to Stan, and this is why I'm going to give the edge to Stan, bro. VJ is for safety of the players. Like, they, they no longer play for your team, and now they're like, nothing. Like, they're nothing. No, no loyalty, man. right? No, no loyalty. loyalty, man. I don't hey, like that, bro. I, I still rock with Zeke, though. I still rock with Zeke. <laughs> did, you, did you forget that Zeke comment? <laughs> Right. He's still right. Yeah, he's still. He, even though he doesn't want it, he didn't want Zeke. He's he said he's gonna pick Zeke. You know what I mean? Exactly. He said he's gonna stay with Zeke. But yo, VJ want nothing to do with any ex Patriot. Hey, Patriot. I have Brady in multiple reasons out there, so there's a reason why. <laughs> but yo, it's 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 kind of even, man. You guys did a great job, man. Yeah. I, had to, yeah, I had to I had to find something to to, to differentiate both of y'all. I thought that was the best thing to use. Yeah, but yeah, but it was pretty good, man. And yo, even yo, this Julio and Evans is like it's it's a split it's split hairs, man. Yeah, Julio, Julio and Evans. There's there's certain things you can. They both have pros. They both have cons. You know what I mean? Julio is on a new offense and it's a run first team. Mike Evans is, you know what I mean? He's He's going to have that touchdown regression for sure. You know what I mean? So I Antonio Brown going to vouch a couple, a couple of touchdowns from him and all that. So, I mean, both both points are great. You know what I mean? So Hey, listen, if Julio stays healthy, Julio will be top. He will end as a very top two or top three receiver in fantasy if he stays healthy. He plays 16 games. He's going to have a monster season. 11, 1,200 yards, 12, 13 touchdowns. If not close to thirteen hundred yards, if he plays 17, 16 games, and don't forget, he, that, man, Julio is not just a deep receiver, man. If oh Julio no, I know. Ball five yards and cut towards that. Yeah, he'll take it. He'll take it because it's hard to tackle. He'll take it. Oh, of course, he's, he, you can't be physical. Yeah. He's physical. Yeah, they got a bunch of physical specimens on on the outside, especially, and then they got one they can hand the ball to as well too. Yeah. So That's it's like pick your po- yeah. pick your poison, pick your poison. You better have your chin step right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that Najee and Chris Carson thing. Yeah, it was coming. It's coming. That not, I like what y'all talk about on the Najee and Chris uh, Chris Chris Carson too. You know that 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 dynamic. You know Chris Carson can't stay on the field. I yeah, agree with I, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm but you have to you have to worry about that offensive line and on the Steelers. You have to. Yeah. yeah. And I think Carson Carson is limited upside, whereas Najee's upside is. You know, of course, of right, course. Right. Nas, that's that goes without said. Najee's upside. That's why I said only this year. Why I wouldn't pick Najee this year. Next right. year and years after that, yeah, it, it would be Najee, hundred percent, because the offensive yeah. line will already gel. Shit, second half of the season or come like October, November, Najee should be in well. He should be a well-oiled machine, going full, full, full motion. Full. The, off, the offensive line should already be going well. So long they stay on um, stay injury-free. The offensive line should be perfectly fine as well, too. And they can be able to run it. And if, if Ben is still back there and he ain't hurt, Seattle could surprise a lot of people. I mean, not Seattle. I'm, I'm God, Steelers Steelers. Surprised. Yeah, Pittsburgh can surprise a lot of people. All right, man. Yo, All right. What's your shout-outs? What's your shout-outs out here, man, before we end the show, man? Who uh, who going first? You Do you want me? Well, shout-out to y'all boys for even inviting me out here. Yeah, this is yeah, my first on. time. First time uh, out here, so appreciate the love and appreciate coming out. Yeah, uh, this this was fun. It definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely down to do it again. So, uh, be feel free, especially coming in and getting a dub on the first try. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, I can see I can see one of y'all battling uh, um, 
Craig. Craig. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess the Craig, Craig will be hilarious. Craig will be hilarious. Craig, uh, Craig and V will be funny. Me, yeah, I think, I think they'll probably. Get, I think VJ will get frustrated with Craig. And <laughs> oh, that, that that happens all the time. Nothing So some of the stuff Craig be saying is like, wait, what? Yeah. All right, all right. I guess he still just, think guess. Cam is like a top five quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. It's all and T.Y. Hilton is in the top 10 uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> shout, out to v. Shout, shout out to y'all boys, man. Appreciate the love, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What's your shout outs, VJ? Yeah, I can't believe the two yas, man, in this me. This, this is this is so <laughs> unimaginable. <laughs> no respect hey, from the no, yas. No, 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 hold on. V, my brother went against me. The whole time, I was like, I was like, Stan, say something I don't agree with. Him. <laughs> I agree with everything, bro. Damn, but yo, disagree with it. Big up, big, big up, lock, lock yeah, your codes, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> a good time, man. It's a good yeah, time. Yo. All right, man. Shout outs, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Appreciate y'all boys coming on, man, for the uh, locker code. Blitz. We gonna call yes, it whatever. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Hey, go Cowboys. Battle Mondays, man. Battle Mondays, yo. Lock and call Battle Mondays. You know I'm saying, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for this onesie bet, bro. Yeah, that onesie. Oh, VJ, you wasn't here, man. Oh, that's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. PJ gotta wear a onesie once the Dolphins go four and zero. That's not happening. Come on. <laughs> you want to put up uh, that bet too? You want to join? Y'all going to be... Y'all I'm not wearing no onesie. Nah, it's a, it's a Miami Dolphins onesie, bro. Come on, man. Y'all going to be onesie? Nah, I'm joining for fall fall business. I can't, I can't support you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, man. All right, y'all boys, man. Thank All you, right, man. All right, man. All right, now. Thank you. Yeah. All right, big up. Big up.